0: Well, good morning everyone. I am so excited to be back and while we are at the barn, it's quite sad that we cannot see any of you. It's a very strange feeling um, that it's just me and Johannes here this morning. But we want to say welcome to everyone who's tuned in online, whether you are watching live right now or whether you are watching afterwards. We are so excited to be back in the house of God, even though we are online and we are gathering, you know, in a different way than normal. We are glad to be back. And so I pray that you are doing well this morning. I pray that you are healthy. I pray that you are strong in your spirit and in your mind. And so I'm really expectant this morning for us to encounter God's presence. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. God is with us. And I'm expecting to share the word this morning. And um, before we get into everything this morning, I first want to encourage you. We are going to receive communion together this morning as we always do the first Sunday of every month. And so I want to encourage you, grab your communion, grab your bread, um, prepare it, and we will, at the end of the word this morning, receive communion together. And we are going to pray together as a church family. Amen. There are many things that I really believe that we need to stand united and together in prayer about. And so we will pray about that at the end of the service. But I also just want to say, secondly, on behalf of myself and Johannes and our entire family, just thank you so much to every one of you who have stood alongside us in the last two weeks after the passing of our father. And, you know, I want to thank you for everyone who prayed with us, everyone who delivered home-cooked meals. Thank you so much. That was the biggest blessing. And, um, you know, I was just encouraged and reminded in this season that we are not called to do this life alone. I mean. And so it's really incredible for me to have seen the community that God has placed us in, in just the short amount of time that we've been here. So just on behalf of both of us and our entire family, thank you so much. And I want to encourage you this morning. If you are going through a trial, if you are going through, you know, something very hard, something very difficult in the season, it can be related to COVID or it can be related to something completely different. I want to encourage you that... Just because we are not gathering on a Sunday does not mean we are not church, does not mean that we are not a community. And so we want to encourage you. We've got a church WhatsApp group. So uh, if you are not yet on that group, the number is in this post. Please let us know how you are doing. Please let us know if you are sick, if you are healthy, if you've experienced loss or pain or anything in this season, because we want to pray with you. We want to stand alongside you. We want to come alongside you. Because that is God's heart. We are called to be the Ecclesia. Amen. And so I really want to encourage you. Please send us your prayer request. You can even comment in a post below. Um, You know, you can send us a WhatsApp. And we are going to pick up the phone and pray for you. We are going to come and visit you if we need to. We want to be there for you. This is the time for a church to actually unite. And not for us to be scattered. Even though we cannot gather. And... You know, in the same tone, I also want to encourage us as a church. I don't know about you, but I've had enough of statistics. I've had enough of what is going on, and I'm not saying ignore the reality. I want to see more good news on social feeds, on our sermons, on our WhatsApp groups. I want to see more testimonies because God is moving amidst everything that's going on in this season right now. And so I want to encourage you if you have a testimony, please share it with us. We want to flood social media with the goodness of God. We want to flood our channels with all the good things that God is doing in this season. And I can tell you, even in this time that we are walking as a family, walking through grief and walking through a difficult season, we can still see God's goodness in the land of the living. Amen. So I really want to encourage you with that. And I will get to the sermon this morning, but I'm just really fired up, encouraged, We haven't had church for two weeks, and you can ask your Highness, I'm just ready to explode. I love gathering in the house of the Lord, even if it is online and in social media. And so before we pray, I just want to encourage you also, uh, on Version is all of our notes, um, and everything that I'll be sharing this morning, we've typed it out for you, so grab your Bible, Grab a notebook and let's be expectant for God to speak to us this morning. A fresh manna word from heaven. Amen. And so if you want to turn your Bible this morning with me to Luke 11. Luke 11 verse 28. I want to read a short scripture just for our tithes and offerings this morning. And I read the scripture again in this week and it encouraged my heart so much. You know church in this season where we are walking through so much confusion where everyone who is an expert is even also confused, the one thing we can be certain of is that the Word of God is true. The Word of God is our only constant. The Word of God is our only truth. And so I want to encourage you to stay in the Word in this season more than ever before. But so let me not get distracted. Luke 11 verse 28, it says the following. And this is Jesus speaking. And he said, More than that, blessed are those who hear the Word of God and who keep it and in the amplified it actually says those who also observe the word and so I want to encourage you no matter what season we are in always let's stay obedient to the Word of God let's stay obedient with our tithes and our offerings we are really still trusting God for a new building we are trusting God for the next phase that we are going to grow as a church and as a community because Our mission has not changed. Okay, We are still called to establish the kingdom of God, no matter what is going on in the natural. And so I want to encourage you, help us to really seek the Lord for this next season. Help us to uh, stretch out our faith so we can get our new building, so we can expand, so we can grow. Because this is the time for the church to arise, and it's not the time for us to be pulling back. Amen? So you can prepare your tithes and offerings, and as you know, you can sew via EFT. Our bank details are included in the Uversion notes, and we also have Pay today. If you have the Pay today app, you can search for Living Word Namibia, and you can tie through that. And so why don't we just close our eyes, and I'm going to pray for us this morning. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning that we are still able to gather, even though it looks completely different, even though we're online this morning. Father, I thank you that even through a pandemic and even through crazy seasons in the natural, you are still God. You are still God, the God of the ages. You are still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Father, I thank you this morning for every person watching. I thank you for our church community. I thank you for those, Lord, who have said that we are buying into this vision. We are buying into this mission. And we want to be a part of what God is doing in this city, in Vinduq. In this nation of Namibia on the continent of Africa and so father I want to pray a special blessing over every giver this morning I want to pray a blessing your protection your peace and your health over every person in this community Lord everyone that is part and everyone listening to the sound of my voice this morning and father I thank you Lord that your kingdom is still the thing that we are to be pursuing. And your word says in Matthew 6 that when we pursue the kingdom of God, all these other things will be added unto us. That we don't need to be worried. Lord, that we don't need to be fearing or have anxiety over everything. But you are still on the throne. And Father, I pray for the message this morning. Lord, would you be the voice over this message this morning? Lord, would you guide my every word? Would you anoint and speak, Lord, what only you want to speak to us this morning. Father, I pray that you would speak a fresh words to our hearts this morning, Lord, to encourage those who need encouragement from your eternal perspective this morning. Lord, I pray for those who are sick, who are watching and tuning in, and maybe they're watching from bed, Lord, and they are fighting a disease, or Lord, they are struggling with loss, or whatever it is that's going on in their lives, Lord, I pray... That as the word gets spoken and as your word will never return void, it will always accomplish what it is sent forth to accomplish. I pray, Lord, that hearts would be encouraged this morning. I pray that, Lord, bodies will literally come into a new place of health and restoration. Lord, I pray that finances and businesses will be restored. And I pray, Lord, that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we are so expectant for what you are going to do. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, still there, you are with us. You will never leave us and you will never forsake us. So Father, we thank you this morning. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And we praise your name, Jesus. You are the only king to whom we will bow. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right. It's so strange, but I feel like everyone is literally here in the barn with us. So I'm getting excited with every word that I'm speaking. Okay, but so let's get into the word this morning. And uh, you can turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Peter 1 this morning. And actually, as we are going into the word this morning, I want to encourage you. This book of 1 Peter was actually such an encouragement to me as I was lying in my own bed for the last two weeks recovering and just seeking the Lord and just saying, Lord, what is going on in this season? I felt the Holy Spirit lead me to the book of 1 Peter. And actually, I want to give you some homework this morning. Can the mom of the house give you some homework? Okay, we are on lockdown. So if you've got a few extra minutes, there is no reason to be bored. Okay, I want you to take your Bible this week and read through the entire book of 1 Peter. Because we're going to read through one part, one portion of scripture this morning. But I want to encourage you, when you read through the entire book, you will actually be so encouraged in your spirit. You will begin to realize how relevant the word is still to us today. And why don't we start reading 1 Peter 1 in verse 6. And I'm going to read from my notes in the New Living Translation. But you can follow along in whatever translation you are reading this morning. And I want you to really listen with spiritual ears what the Spirit is saying to us this morning. Okay, in verse 6 it says the following. So be truly glad. Okay, often when we are in seasons of trials and tribulation, no one wants to hear, be truly glad. But how many times have we read in the Word and read in Scripture, even the Apostle Paul, how many times did he say, when you are going through suffering, when you are going through a difficult season, Be truly glad, okay? And Peter is saying the same thing, verse 6. Be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show what? It will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Okay, stay with me. Verse 8. You love him even though you have never seen him. He's talking about Jesus. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious inexpressible joy. Verse 9, the reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something that even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this glorious salvation prepared for you. Verse 11, they wondered what time or situation the spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. Verse 12, they were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. And it is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happening. I don't know about you, but that's really exciting to me. Verse 13, so prepare your minds for action. And exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything that you do, just as God who chose you is holy. And I'm getting to the point that I want to make this morning. Verse 16. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So, you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. Temporary residence. Those two words have have literally resonated in my heart for the last two and a half weeks. And I feel that the Lord wants to speak to us a word of encouragement, a word of reminder, a word of truth. Church, that you and I as believers, as disciples of Jesus Christ, are temporary residents on this earth. Okay, this is something that we know, but I really pray that it will hit home and it will hit something deep in the recesses of our hearts this morning. And that's why my title this morning is Temporary Residence. And to me, this word, and we're going to talk about three things that I feel like this passage of Scripture is encouraging us in this season, in this time right now. It really speaks about an eternal perspective. That we need to have as Christians in this world today I and so what is the context of this scripture okay when you go into a study of 1 Peter you will see that Peter was actually talking to a scattered church Peter was writing this letter to all the believers who were dispersed across the province of Asia Minor which in today's world will would be modern Turkey and these believers, these Gentile believers, were literally scattered because of the persecution all over Asia. Okay, and so he was writing to them with the context against a backdrop of suffering and persecution that they were going through as believers. Now, many scholars believe that this was actually written by the end of Peter's life, just before he was also persecuted for his faith. And so Peter is not necessarily talking about Persecution in the sense of martyrdom, where at this stage, where all of the believers were not necessarily losing their lives every day, but some of them were. But it was actually speaking about persecution that they were facing daily because of the world that they were living in, because of the Greco Roman world and setting under the Roman rule that they were living under. And so the persecution was actually socially. Okay, they were persecuted and discriminated against in a social setting. They were persecuted and discriminated against in an economical setting. Okay, and some of them were also even killed for their faith. And they were misunderstood. They were harassed. Some were tortured and killed. Yet the Bible says that this book of 1 Peter was written to give hope to these believers, to give hope to these Christians. And church, I want to ask you this morning, don't you think that this resembles a lot of what we are facing today? A lot of what we are facing in this season. In many ways, we are a scattered church. Okay, we are not allowed to gather. We are not all in the barn this morning. All around the globe, the church has had to resort to online meetings, to different ways of finding ways to obey scripture that says, do not neglect the gathering of the saints. Okay, we are a scattered church as a church even not even just the church We are walking through a season of trials of tribulations of suffering of persecution of discrimination Not just a sickness that we are battling, but we are battling grief. We are battling economic hardships We are battling fear. We are battling anxiety unknown territory Some of us have had to battle serious illness Some of us are walking through mourning. Too many of us have lost loved ones against this disease, against this pandemic. So we are in many ways very similar to the audience that Peter was actually speaking to. And you know, I just even also believe that the church is being persecuted in this hour. You know, when we had our Easter service, Johannes was also talking about persecution of the church. He's been preaching about the bride that has to be ready for the coming, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And church, if you are not seeing this morning that we are in that end times, we are in that season where persecution of the church is starting, then I don't know where you are. But I want to tell you this morning that we are heading that direction. The Bible prophesied it. It is the truth of scripture. But yet Jesus said, we do not have to fear. We do not have to fear. Think about it. In South Africa, right now with their lockdown, churches are not allowed to gather. And I know, believe me, I know that this virus is real. I have just recovered myself. We've walked through this season. I know the virus is real. But you have to keep the perspective that the church is also being persecuted under the banner of this virus. Why are you saying that, Marissa? Well, even in South Africa right now, with their lockdown, even through different lockdowns in the last year and a half, the church was not allowed to gather, the church was not allowed to worship, okay, to come around the word together, but you were allowed to be in casinos, you were allowed to fly with literally no space between you, but the church was not allowed to gather. Now, if the church gathers in this current lockdown in South Africa, not only will the pastor be arrested and given jail time, but you, as a congregation member, if you show up to church, and you are obedient to the Word of God, you can face jail time. Church, this is where we are. In Australia this week, in one of the counties there, government uh, released a statement to churches that even, besides the fact that they're not allowed to gather, they're not allowed to sing, they're not allowed to worship. Remember, worship is a weapon in the spiritual realm. They are not even allowed, like this situation right now where I'm preaching into a camera, They're not even allowing a worship leader to worship into a camera. Church, what is this? This is persecution that the church is starting to face. And we are living in these times that the Bible has described. And so this morning, I want to take a look at this passage in 1 Peter. And I want to highlight three things to you that I really felt the Lord encouraged my heart on in this season that I believe will not only bring you hope this morning, but will speak into your heart for the season we are in. Number one, trials and suffering will be part of our Christian journey. Okay, this is an important doctrine. And if you know me, you know that I'm not the glass half empty type of person. Okay, when I'm sitting at a braai, I don't talk about all the negative things. And that's that's just not my personality to go into the negative before I go into the positive. But I believe that as Christians, we don't talk about the doctrine of suffering and trials and tribulation enough. Okay, we can just look at the life of Jesus to realize that Jesus was our example in everything the Bible says. And, you know, I am the person that will always go for, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the fire, the glory. God is with us. God heals. God delivers. And absolutely, that is the truth of the gospel. But Jesus also said, In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. And so, He is our example. And Peter said, even as Christ was suffering, even though He walked through the baptism of suffering, as the Bible calls it, there was a great glory, a great joy ahead of Him. That's why he went through everything that he went through. okay. And Peter points them to their hope. In this passage we read in verse 3, it said that, uh, Be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead. And so I don't want you to be discouraged this morning if you've had to walk through sickness, if you have to walk through loss, if you have to walk through a dark season. Because Jesus actually said that even though we walk Through dark seasons, even though we walk through trials and tribulations, he will not leave us. The Lion of Judah is always with us. Amen. And so Peter was encouraging their faith and he was talking about the wonderful joy ahead, was referring to the salvation that will be completed when Jesus Christ returns. Okay, what is the hope that we have to look forward to? What is the hope that we have, you and I have as believers? we have the hope of eternal life peter speaks here about an inheritance in christ in other words not just the salvation that you and i have today here on earth but the salvation that is also to be completed when jesus christ returns there is a future inheritance an eternal life that awaits us okay when jesus returns that is the good news of the gospel Okay, that is why as believers, we don't need to fear. Okay, we don't need to live in anxiety. If anything happens to us on this earth, we are only temporary residents here. This is not our home. And I know, yes, you may say, Marissa, that's easy for you to say. Yes, I also have my moments where fear comes against me, where anxiety comes against me. But I've learned to open up the scriptures again. I've learned to go back into the word of God and I've had to encourage myself in this season to really go back and to say, Lord, encourage my heart again. Help me to remember that there is a future inheritance and that there is a wonderful joy ahead in Jesus' name. So there is a future hope that you and I have as believers, an unperishable future with Jesus for eternity. And I really believe that the Lord wants us to keep that eternal mindset right now in this season. We need to remember and have our focus set on eternity. And church, we must encourage ourselves in the word. Honestly, we must remember what we have in Christ. Because the world right now is so confused. The world right now is in absolute turmoil. And you and I are supposed to be the light in the dark. We are supposed to be like we spoke about a few weeks ago. Remember, we've been speaking about the kingdom. We've been speaking about all these different things of how we are called to be salt and light in a dark and a thirsty world. And I want to encourage you. The world is looking at you and me. They are watching us and they are wanting to see how we respond because we've been preaching about Jesus. And now they're watching how are we responding in these difficult, uncertain, crazy times. And we have the hope of eternal life. And I believe that this is actually a season when you go through suffering and you go through trials. It is actually an opportunity for you and me to witness in spite of what we are going through. In spite of what we are experiencing. Okay. And something that I felt the Holy Spirit really challenged in my own heart was... Am I a messenger of hope in this season? Even though I'm also walking through this season of suffering and trial and tribulation, am I a witness of hope? Or am I a witness of despair and disappointment and lack of faith and lack of, or lack of faith unbelief? What type of witness am I in this season? And I want to encourage you, church. Honestly, I need to get something off of my heart. And this is something that I'm preaching to myself, but I'm watching Christians on social media. I'm watching believers in this season go into the trap of the enemy to bring division and to be witnesses of despair and witnesses of literally division. Okay, I'm, I'm watching Christians and what are we doing right now? Okay, we are partnering with the spirit of accusation where we are putting our focus and our attention on fighting over a vaccine, we are fighting over a mask, over social distancing, over this and that and the other. And look, I'm not saying ignore reality, but I am saying with which spirit are we partnering in this season? Okay. If we are going to shout at other Christians on social media and use our Facebook as a, as a soap opera platform. Okay. Because that's what some of us are doing right now. And it is actually, I believe, hurting our witness of hope in this season. Okay, let's stop the judgment. And I get, many of us are very passionate about this topic. And I get because, why, I, I understand all of this. But I want to encourage you, stop the division. Okay, and as a church, we are not going to tolerate, we are not going to be that church that is going to slander other Christians, that are going to fight over vaccines and fight over all these things. That is exactly what the enemy wants. Okay, what is our heart as a church? What are our values? If, if you are part of our team and you've been part of our community for any duration of time, you know that our values as living word, as living of word, as a church, is that honor and respect and unity are at the core foundations of what we believe the kingdom is about. And you know that we can have unity, even when we disagree. You don't need to be uniformed to be in unity. Okay? But it is how do we handle our disagreements? Okay, can I still honor someone, even if they don't have the same opinion about the vaccine? And I want to challenge us this morning, Church. I'm not going to even go into that, okay? Because I don't believe this is where our attention should be. And by all means, Do what you need to do to be safe. Do what you need to do to be healthy, to be strong, to take care of your immune system. But I want to encourage us as a church. Let's not be those Christians that bring division, that bring judgment, and that falls into that trap of accusation. Let us be the witnesses of hope and of love and of support and of eternal mindset in this season. Let's keep our focus, church. This is the time where we need to be the light. We need to remember as temporary residents that we are here on assignment. We are here on mission. You've heard me and Johannes talk about the battlefield of the mind. You've heard us talk about the kingdom for the last couple of weeks. And I believe the Lord has been setting us up in the spiritual realm to keep our hearts and our minds focused on our mission. It doesn't matter what's going on in the natural. Our mission stays the same. We are called to establish the kingdom of God on this earth. And I want to ask you this morning, in this season, when was the last time you prayed for someone? I'm not talking about praying here in the corner. I'm talking about praying for someone over the phone, releasing and declaring the kingdom of God and healing over their bodies. I'm talking about going out there, witnessing to people and leading them to Christ, because we don't know who's going to have tomorrow. Okay, and I'm going to get to that point. I'm running ahead of myself. Honestly, for the last two weeks, as I was in bed myself, Recovering I couldn't help myself on the days that I felt better We were literally praying for people for the last two weeks and it was incredible to see how God has literally moved in people's bodies But those are not the stories that we read And I want to encourage you if you've had a testimony if we have prayed for you or someone else has prayed for you And you've recovered and you've seen God do incredible things in your life in this season. Please share it with us Okay, we won't mention names, but we want to encourage other people through your testimony okay so that would really be a blessing to us number two trials and suffering will taste and purify our faith that is what Peter is addressing in this portion of scripture Hebrews 11 is the fifth chapter and it says that without faith it is impossible to please God okay and Peter understood this and he encouraged these believers who were walking through this persecuted season that God can use these trials. He's often not the author of these things that happen to us, but he can use these seasons to purify, to deepen, and to strengthen our faith. Okay? And church, there is so much mystery in how how God works. So I'm not attempting to give you all the answers. There There is so much we don't know. The Bible says we learn in part, we prophesy in part. Okay, but what I can encourage you with this morning is that God can use these seasons to purify our faith. Why? Because God uses these, because the Bible says that the, the fire is like a refining process, a refining fire that burns away impurities and that prepares us as a pure bride for when we are prepared or for when we actually meet our bridegroom, when Jesus returns. Johannes, you can go back on YouTube. Johannes did an incredible message a couple of months ago on how we need to be prepared as the bride. I've actually heard this in every single sermon he preached for the last year. That God is speaking to him for us as a church to be ready to prepare to meet our bridegroom, Jesus Christ. So just as gold is heated, the impurities float to the surface. Okay, so that impurities can be skimmed off. That is the refining fire And when we walk through that fire, the Lord wants to remind us that we are never alone. Just like when Daniel walked through the lion's den, he was not alone in there. Okay, Um, When his friends walked through the fire, they were not alone in the fire. There's that incredible song, there's another in the fire. Okay, I want to encourage you, if you feel like you're walking through the fiery furnace right now, go and listen to that. Go and spend time in the Word, because you are not alone. Okay, the Bible says that He will never leave us, He will never forsake us. And church, I want to encourage you just because you don't see Him in the natural, you don't feel Him near you, it doesn't mean that His presence is not with you. It doesn't mean that His ministering angels are not around you, in your house, ministering to you, bringing hope and bringing life to you this morning. Though trials may cause temporary grief, they cannot diminish that deep abiding joy which is rooted in one's living hope in Jesus Christ. And I want to read to you Isaiah 43, 1 to 3 this morning. It says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And the flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So I want to encourage you, church. I've been speaking to some of our team members in the last two weeks, and I've said to them, we are going to walk out of this season more anointed, More full of fire and passion and zeal for the Lord. Because we have gone through the valley of the shadow of death. Okay, God is going to use these seasons to test and purify our faith. Number three, and this is my last point. Trials and suffering will refresh our eternal perspective as temporary residents. And honestly, church, I believe we don't speak about eternity enough. About two or three years ago, I believe it was just before we moved to Namibia the Lord started speaking to me about this mindset, this perspective that we need to have about eternal life. And I remember the Lord giving me this analogy, and I I saw someone else also preach about this, and it was such a powerful analogy to me about this person used a huge long rope. And they used this rope, and only the tip of it, he said, he dipped it in red, and he said, this little tip of this huge long rope, represents our 70, 80, 90 years on earth. And the rest of the rope, it went and it continued around the stage, represented eternity. And so I really believe in this season, even for me, as we've gone through this season of grief, and I've lost three members of my family in the last seven months, three funerals, where I've been reminded of this thing of eternal life. And that this earth is actually not our home. And we really need to get our mindsets back into this place of eternal life. We are going to have an eternity with Jesus in heaven. Okay? So that should frame our life. That should frame our everyday decisions. That should frame our mindset in a season like this. This earth is not our home. And you know, that scripture, verse 17, that speaks about temporary residence, in the Greek, it actually uses the word sojourning. And that actually means to stay somewhere temporarily. A period of time where we stay in a place as a traveler or a guest. Okay, so if that doesn't give you context, I don't know what will. Philippians 3, verse 20 to 21. It says our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control. You know, I'm living here in Namibia now, but my passport still says that I'm a South African citizen. I'm married to Johannes, who is a Namibian-born citizen, and even though being married to him and having the same last name and I have his authority and I have his last name. It gives me domicile permission to stay here in Namibia. But I am still a citizen of another country. And it's the same with us as believers of Jesus Christ. We are still citizens of heaven. Okay, there are so many places in the Bible where it speaks about we are actually no longer strangers to God, but we are strangers on this earth. We are from a different kingdom. And we've been talking about kingdom for the last couple of weeks, and we've said that we are strangers and aliens in this world. And that's why Peter also calls these believers, besides the fact that they are scattered and they're in exile, he says, hey, remember, you are temporary residents. This is not your home. So we must live, even when we go through these trials and, and suffering seasons, we must remember, we must hold on to the fact This is a time where people are looking for facts. What is a fact is that our citizenship is actually in heaven. So that doesn't mean that we are not allowed to grieve and we are not allowed to have emotions when we go through difficult times on earth. God has made us human. okay? But it just means that we have a different hope than the unbeliever. We have a different expectation of something to come that must produce a joy within us that must produce a deepening of faith in us. The Bible describes this life as but a vapor, but a breath of air. And I was so reminded again in this season where we've seen loved ones gone to be with the Lord. That when you walk through and you know if you've ever lost someone to death, you know that period of time where you walk through and You have to go through the administration process, and you have to go through the process of uh, wills and testament, in, you know, walking through people's homes and possessions. And you realize that actually we can take nothing with us when we go back, when we, I like to call it, when we upgrade to heaven. Okay, it's the same way that as you travel. Sometimes you get upgraded into first class. Now, when we leave this earth, we get upgraded to heaven. We go back to our home. But I'm so reminded in the season, church, that we actually cannot take anything with us. None of the possessions that we work so hard for, nothing that we gather on this earth will go with us. Only two things go with us, the Bible says. And Peter is reminding them about this. Hey, keep an eternal perspective. When you go through suffering and persecution and trials and tribulation. We are only going to be able to take with the souls of those that we've led to the Lord. And the deeds that we've done for the kingdom. Okay, the Bible speaks about the judgment seat of Christ. And many Christians ignore this teaching as well. But Jesus actually said that I will reward every disciple for what they have done on earth. Okay, that's why when we teach about finances, we teach what Jesus taught. Where he said, rather than gathering all these things on earth, Focus on your inheritance in heaven, okay? Pile up an inheritance in heaven. In other words, invest your money in the things of the kingdom. Invest your money, your resource, into the things that will bring you eternal value and eternal reward. Because what we are, when we leave this earth, nothing will go with us. Okay, so it's challenging our mindset and it's challenging us to focus on eternity. Okay, are we leading people to the Lord in the season? The time is ripe. Church, the harvest fields are white, which means they are ready for harvest. You and I have got a job to do. Okay, let's not lose perspective. Let's not lose our hope in this season. Compared to eternity, this life that we have here is so little. It's so short. Psalm 39 says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. Okay, we can take no luggage when we travel back to eternity. And I want to encourage you this morning, how is that impacting how you and I live today? So in summary, as we close this morning, before we receive communion together, I want to remind us of three things that this passage of 1 Peter that we read this morning, and actually the entire book speaks to us about, number one, seasons like this will be part of our journey. And how we navigate it with hope in our future inheritance will determine how we walk through this season. Number two, seasons like this will purify our faith. Okay, it will deepen our faith. It will produce a new anointing within us. And if you have breath this morning, I want to encourage you, church, you have still got a purpose on this earth. And number three, seasons like this remind us that we are temporary residents on this earth. That we need to have an eternal mindset. We need to focus on eternity. And so I want to encourage you this morning. You can gather your communion, gather your juice, and gather your bread. and, And I want to pray this morning for everyone who is listening and everyone who is watching. I want to pray for you in this season. Whatever you are going through this morning. However this pandemic has impacted you. It may have impacted your business. You may have lost your job. You may be walking through grief of losing a loved one. You may be experiencing fear or anxiety about the future. And there's just all these things going on. You may have sickness in your body right now. I want to encourage you. We are going to trust the Lord this morning for his supernatural power as we receive communion together. As we remember together what Jesus accomplished on the cross for you and me. Because that, that resurrection life, Jesus being resurrected after the dead is what gives you and me eternal life. And that's what gives us hope. That's what gives us this perspective of eternity. So why don't you just get ready to receive the bread this morning. And why don't we close our eyes this morning and I'm going to pray for us. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, that when we get together and we just focus our mind, we focus our attention, we focus our heart on you, that your presence is there among us. And Father, I pray, Lord, that your presence would be so tangible to every single person, every single family that are watching right now under the sound of my voice, that your presence would fill the room where they are in. Lord, in this season, we don't need more statistics. We don't need more news. We don't need more expert advice. We need the King of Kings. We need your presence. We need your voice. We need your word and we need your precious Holy Spirit to comfort us and to walk through this season with us. And Lord, this morning, as we just come together as a scattered church, we are united in heart and in mind. As we come together, and we say, Lord, we are on our knees and we are trusting you in this season. We are trusting you, Lord, that you will bring us into a place where we can have a hope in our future inheritance. We can have our faith be purified in this season so that we are ready to meet our bridegroom. And Lord, we can have an eternal perspective and be reminded that this world is not our home. We are only travelers passing through. And as we receive the bread this morning, Lord, I thank you that your word says that as your body was broken for us, Lord, the pain and the suffering you endured on the cross produced a great glory, produced a great joy and accomplished healing for us, Lord, in this life and in the life to come. So as we receive the bread this morning, Lord, I trust, For supernatural healing to be released over every person under the sound of my voice. Lord, I come against COVID and I break its power over people's lives and in their bodies right now in Jesus' name. I come against any sickness or disease in the name of Jesus. And we command strength. We command healing. We release restoration in everybody right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, as we receive your bread of healing this morning. And right now where you are sitting, just begin to thank the Lord. Thank Him that by His stripes you are healed this morning. Thank you also, Lord, that your word says that your words are life. And they bring healing and wholeness to our bodies. Thank you, Father. And Lord, as we receive the juice this morning, which represents your blood spilled on the cross for us, we thank thank you, Lord, that there is life in your blood. We thank you, Lord, that your blood washes clean the slate and that through your blood, Lord, we have salvation. Through your blood, Lord, we receive the gift of righteousness. We can come boldly before the throne, Lord, into your presence. And Jesus, we want to thank you this morning that we can have the hope of our eternal inheritance. We can have the hope and expectation of an eternal life with you forever, Lord. And in heaven and in eternity, there will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow. So we've got so much to look forward to. And Lord, we remember this morning what you've done on the cross for us. And Father, we pray that you would help us, Lord, to pick up our assignment, to pick up our mandate and our mission, to go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Lord, so many more people need to hear the message of your blood and of your sacrifice on the cross and that there is a hope and there is a purpose for every person on this planet. So as we receive communion this morning, I pray that you would help us. Give us opportunities, Father, to go out and to preach the gospel. Lord, to lead people from the kingdom of darkness into your kingdom of light. While we still have time, while we still have breath. We thank you this morning for your precious, precious blood that was spilled for us in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for every person in this community, Lord, every person listening to this message this morning. Father, I pray that their hearts will be encouraged.
1: Lord, I pray, Lord, that you
0: will be the lifter of their head, Lord. And I ask, Holy Spirit, would you comfort every person who's walking through emotions, grief, sorrow this morning. Lord, I pray that you would take us from glory to glory and from strength to strength. And I thank you that as Peter concludes this letter, that he said, even after we've suffered a little while, that you yourself will restore us, will heal us, and you will put us on a firm foundation. So, Lord, we celebrate your greatness. We celebrate your glory this morning. We celebrate your faithfulness today. Lord, bless every person. Bless this church, bless this city, bless this nation, Lord. Then I thank you, Father, that your word is true and it will always accomplish what it is sent forth to accomplish in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, church, I pray that the word has blessed you this morning. Remember, for your homework, go and read the entire letter of 1 Peter. And let us know on our WhatsApp number. If you're not on our news group, please let us know. We will add you. Call us and tell us if you need prayer. Tell us if you need practical support. We want to be there with you. We're not, allowed, uh, we're not called to live this life alone. And we love you. We can't wait to see you again. And let's keep on praying and trusting the Lord that we will be able to gather soon. And may you have a fantastic Sunday. Have a blessed week in Jesus' name. See you next week.